Hey John, how's it going? How are you today? I'm, I'm doing pretty good. I'm, I'm chilling. Just got done having a week off. Well, a pseudo week off from the podcast. It's nice. Yeah. It's nice. We're back. Hello, listeners. How, how, how are you doing today? I'm doing, I'm doing pretty okay. Um, I'm less stressed than I was last week. Uh, personal situations in my personal life are a lot less stressful. Um, I'm, I got some shit done for work, so I'm, uh, cruising a bit in that department as well. Um, so yeah, definitely been, definitely been worse. Um, yeah, uh, uh, I just asked you what's going on. Um, Um, shit. Well, it's, it's been a hot minute since we've had a, uh, a normal episode. Uh, a week is a large amount of time. Uh, since then, uh, I have graduated. I have moved back in with my grandparents. I'm. I've got a new desk. I'm. I'm. I'm settled. I started playing Final Fantasy fourteen. No! <laughs> no! No! It's. <laughs> we lost them. We lost them. It's over. Funny, funny, funny cat girl game has has taken over my life in the past like week. So <laughs> every time there's like Final Fantasy fourteen player drama like on my timeline, I'm like, what the fuck is going on <laughs> in this video game? Like, I, it makes me want to play it just to see like what the shit. Um, but also, uh, I am not like a really big MMO fan. I, I I respect that. I, I am a long-time World of Warcraft player. Uh, I, I am not one of the people who, who is, has jumped ship from WoW and has gone to 14 and will become pretentious about the fact that I play 14 and don't play WoW anymore. Uh, but it's it's interesting. Uh, I, I, I've played WoW since I was, like, 10. So, like, going to a different MMO has definitely been interesting. <laughs> I just play Destiny, and I get to hear uh, all of the whiny Destiny players make comparisons to MMOs that are, like, dedicated MMOs and have, like, a subscription model. Um, so all of my knowledge of MMOs is from when I tr- tried to play World of Warcraft, and I didn't have fun, and then I tried to play Fantasy Star Online 2 recently, and I didn't have <gasps> any fun. And uh, I hear Destiny players uh, talk about how great those games are, um, so I have I just have no idea what's going on in all those lands. <laughs> Apparently they're completely free of uh, predatory microtransactions, um, and uh, they they have like perfect systems in place for everything. For uh, I'm just being salty at Destiny players right now. I should stop. <laughs> um, don't play Destiny; it's a bad game, and the player base is worse. Uh, but it's pretty fun sometimes. I gotta, um, I gotta, I gotta return to Destiny at some point. I our, it's got our, some cool points. Our, our, our good patron Simon Martin's. Uh, he bought me one of the expansions, and then I just, like, stopped playing, like, a week after he bought it for me. <laughs> I think he also stopped playing. Yeah. Uh, about a week after he bought it. <laughs> yeah. For you. But, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a cool one, I guess. Um, what else? Oh, shit. Um, Kentaro Mira died. Did you ever... Okay, this is, like, out of the left of... Like, this has been the thing that's really been affecting me the past couple days. Have you ever read Berserk? I... I've not read Berserk. I... Damn. But but I I do see like the influence that Berserk had, uh, just in general, uh, like like Dark Souls for example I know is influenced yeah. by Berserk and and that's influenced is putting it lightly yeah yeah and 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 we all know how big Dark Souls is and how how big of an impact it had on the gaming industry uh, mm-hmm. but ne- never got into Berserk uh it it felt weird like seeing the news because like. I never bring up Berserk, and when we recorded the Promare episode, I brought up Berserk, the 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 bad CGI, <laughs> and that was like my first time bringing up Berserk in like years because I don't talk about oh it. God. And then that news happened, I was like, oh my god, it, it felt so weird. But man, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, I would. I'm I feel bad about like the tra- the janky ADHD transition. My bad. No, you're like, good. Yeah, it's just this is the thing that's kind of been weighing on me. But like, I I read Berserk like when I was probably a little bit too young to appreciate it. Um, but like it 
fucking rocked my entire shit. It is an insane manga. Um, and it just feels really, just feels really bad that, like, it will never be finished. Um, and that maybe sounds, like, dickish, but, like, it, it feels, like, Berserk is just this huge revolutionary thing, and, like, Mwira has contributed so much to, like, art in, in the 21st century. Um, and it's just, like, it, it, it just feels so fucking bad uh that not only did he die young but he did never get to finish his magnum opus because he was fucking like in his like early 50s i think he was not an old man yeah yeah i i I was very surprised about that because he had like a something happened with his aorta which even then that's like kind of on the rarer side yeah uh i've heard a lot of discussion about how like this like the manga industry is just so stressful that this kind of shit just happens to people. Man. Yeah. But yeah, I've definitely, um, if you can handle like darker subject matter and like sexual violence and like a lot of very, very gross real violence, like, uh, not real violence, but like, uh, fighting violence as well. Like, yeah, I would definitely give it, I would absolutely recommend checking out Berserk because like, that's going to be a big topic uh, for a while. Yeah, it, it's um, it's been on my list for like a good while. I'm probably going to bump it up all the way up to like immediate reading because mm-hmm. I don't I don't I don't have the time. Well, well now I have the time. I, I've I'm graduated. Maybe I'll start reading again. Uh, I I haven't I haven't really read that many things just just for fun in, in the past. Uh, we're reading home stuff. I, I, I no no. <laughs> this is an obligation for for monetary purposes. Uh, <laughs> we don't have any fun. There's no fun on this podcast. Um, but besides Homestuck, like the only the only things that I've like read for fun in the past like four or five years were like JoJo, and like that's it. <laughs> I fell off the JoJo train. Uh, well, like I read it, like I like blitzed through JoJo when I was a teenager, and I thought it was pretty cool. Um, and then I never started Part Eight. And I've, like, never had the will to start Part 8. Man. Because uh, I know that I'm going to get a lot of flack for this, but, like, it, I think it's fair to say that, like, the art style of, like, Part 8 just does not really appeal to me that much. Um, yeah. yeah. It, I, it just does not look... It doesn't really look that attractive to me, and, like, I don't really... It, with with all with no with I mean this is the nicest way possible. JoJo's is a manga that I like because of the dumb stuff in it. <laughs> yeah, I do not necessarily trust it to convey like a really compelling mystery story. That's understandable. It's I think it's kind of funny that you fell off the trade because like back back in the day when I first started trying to read JoJo, I I I I, I stopped reading it kind of early on because I I didn't I wasn't feeling it because I didn't read like many manga at the time. But back in like I want to say like 2014, 2015. You were like one of the people Damn. who was like, "Hey, John." I, I well, I asked I asked a group chat you were in, and I was like, "Should I read JoJo?" And you were one of the people that was like, "Yeah, do it." And yeah, I mean, if I fell off the train, I mean, like, I just kind of stopped. I I didn't ever like become current with it. I'm still really. I'm, I'll still admit, like the the first seven parts of it that I actually read are fucking great. I still think that part seven is like one of my favorite mangas ever. Still ball run, uh, fucking rocks. Um, if you read any part of JoJo's, make it Still Ball Run. <laughs> yeah, I Still Ball Run is actually like, like I've I've read every part up to I've read part six. That was the last thing I read, and it it took me like mm. like nearly two years to get through part six because like I because I tried reading it during college. Uh, part six is wacky. It was wacky. It was a bit too wacky for me to be like reading and like trying to balance schoolwork. So I it is that's why it took me two years to read it. But I, I, that's fair. I, I ended up finishing it, uh, because of extra COVID free time last year. So I'm, I'm probably gonna start reading part seven like soon, and then, good. and then I'll, t- I'll, I'll tell you how I feel about. It. Maybe we'll have a part seven episode. <laughs> I think it's funny that you never like you never tried to read or like you never read any of Berserk because like in my head there's like the holy trinity of like. Media that is extremely gay, um, <laughs> that is 
whose fan base will deny it to the ends of the earth, and that's uh, JoJo, Metal Gear, and Berserk. Um, and I would have thought that like that that like you would have been all over like all three of the Trinity. Man, now now that you, now that you've said that, now I gotta read Berserk. <laughs> I will have all of Berserk read by the next episode of this podcast. There's a lot of it. There's a lot of it. Um, okay, it, maybe it, maybe it, not it all of it. For, <laughs> maybe not all of it. It went on for like 19 years. <laughs> but yeah, um, manga is pretty cool. I like manga when I can like actually get off my lazy ass and read it. Um, what else going on? Anything else going on before we uh, dive into this one? Um, I, th- I think I think the one piece of like like podcast news i mean we made a tweet about Uh-oh. it we we made a tweet oh, about shit. it but like this is the first episode since since we've it's been confirmed but uh lis- oh, listeners uh you you will be able to to watch us live uh we will be we'll be hosting a panel at Sawcon. <laughs> not a joke name not a joke name go ahead go go into our discord at me and say hey john what's Sawcon? and i'll tell you exactly what Sawcon is I will too. <laughs> um, it, it is it's stuck at HomeCon. It is, it is an online Homestuck convention. If you don't know, uh, go to go to Sockon.com to find out more, or at Sockon on Twitter, or maybe it's at Stuck at HomeCon on Twitter. I don't know. We made a tweet about it. Uh, we're gonna host a panel. It's gonna be great. June twelfth, uh, at noon. I th- yeah, I think we got the noon slot. It was really early. It's like noon or eleven. You might have to get up early. Um, but we did. <laughs> They snubbed us. We got an early morning slot. Um, but uh, we'll be there. Um, and uh, we will ostensibly say some bullshit uh, for an hour. So true. Uh, so come come around and uh, hang out with us. Uh, we will be taking questions. Um, so you can use this opportunity to publicly embarrass us. True. true. And record it. True. And put it on online it's kind of understandable that we got kind of an early slot because the later in the day slots have some like big name people being in a discord with fucking um uh, kira buckland voice of 2b and uh i forget is the the shinji's english uh voice actor the netflix dub has uh is really stressing me out (laughs) uh uh it's it's Shinji's voice actor. Oh my god, what was the name? Casey. Yeah, Casey. Uh, on like four thirteen. Uh, Casey did a whole like rebrand on Twitter and became Carcat and did like a whole bunch of like oh my god. a whole bunch of voice acting for like Carcat walkarounds and it was very funny. But the the bit has not stopped and. It, it it's still Carcat on Twitter, and Kira Buckland even like did some Vriska voice acting uh, oh for God. for some of them. So it very surprising. Homestuck VAs, great stuff. The worlds are colliding. This is insane. But yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh. Look forward. Look look forward to that. Mark your calendars. Uh. Six twelve should not be that hard of a date to remember. True. True. Um. And that, that's twelve yeah, p.m. Yeah. EST. If you're if you're if you're on if you're on the West Coast, sorry, get up early. <laughs> Nine a.m. on the for our Californians out there. If I uh, we didn't control, it, we, don't have, we don't have any control over this. If I have to get up at nine a.m. to get ready for it, you have to get up at nine a.m. to experience it. So, West Coasters, get up. <laughs> it sucks to suck. But yeah, uh, yeah, okay. That, that that's our actual news. Um, so yeah, uh, do you, do you want to jump into our reading? Let's let's jump into this reading because we got some we got some stuff. We got some fresh drama here. Um, my first complaint is that uh, the unofficial collection is too wide on my laptop screen, and so when I try to navigate with the arrow keys. Uh, it just scrolls the page, so I have to actually hit. I have to click on the arrows for this one. Man, kind of sucks. Wait, it's too wide. What do you mean it's not wide enough? Yeah. Like you have you have or, you have a sideways scroll bar. My lap, yeah, I have a, I have a sideways scroll bar, hmm. and so whenever I try to tap left and right, 
to 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 navigate pages it just scrolls it left and right man uh i guess that's point one to viz media on the homestuck website because it's 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 wide enough it, there's no sideways scroll bar i can just I, I, but then again there's no there's no arrows to change pages so i guess that point gets evaporated immediately it doesn't <laughs> matter oh if i zoom out one time then i can do it okay this is fine i'm just gonna have to ruin my eyes to read the text <laughs> Anyway, um, we we are now in the funny double page zone, uh, and we as we rejoin on the nobles, uh, awaking with a, a nasty set of hangovers on their um their quest slabs in the in the hearts of the moons on Prospect and Durs. um, uh. Dirk asks Jane where the lollipop has gone, and apparently it is gone. Good. We're, we are rid of this thing. Thank God. Um, <laughs> so we, 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 we kick off with it with uh, our, our two pairs holding a conversation are, are Dirk and Jane and uh, Jake and Roxy. Um, neither pair on the neither pair who is close physically is seems to be on speaking terms. Um I think uh, I I used the word relay in my notes about a hundred times in this reading. Understandable. Um, Understandable. It, yes, this it, it's it's a bit of an awkward arrangement. So, Jake and Roxy uh, start uh, talking a bit. Um, Jake acknowledges they, they commiserate in uh, their their shared misery and. Jake acknowledges that uh, Jane might have good reason not to talk to her, which is uh, a a huge leap for this guy. (laughs) He's making progress. Good for him. (laughs) Yeah. We got some conversations to juggle here. Uh, So uh, Dirk and Jane uh, are talking as Roxy and Jake have their conversation. So on on the former front, um... Jane starts uh, bemoaning her advances on Jake uh, to Dirk, um, and the the worst part being that she she knows that it's on some level, even though everybody was going crazy with the trickster candy, uh, talking about making babies and getting married, there was some part of her deep down that uh, actually meant it when she propositioned to Jake, and she is incredibly embarrassed and ashamed of this fact um Dirk is kind of Dirk talks about how if uh he had a choice um even though he wasn't really affected by the the candy uh if he had a choice in the moment he probably would have just said yeah fuck it I'm miserable I want give me some out to this uh which is which sucks poor Dirk yeah feel bad for this guy yeah. Um, meanwhile, uh, Jake starts to confront the reality that he might be kind of an asshole. Um, he he realizes uh, that the whole time Jane had a crush on him, uh, and that whole time he just kept uh, complaining about Dirk to her, uh, talking about how great friends they were. You, you know the drill. Um, and he actually feels terrible about it which is great uh great i don't want to say great because it feels bad but also like finally dude goddamn yeah it definitely definitely a bad feeling but man he's he's developing some awareness which good for you good for him you do love to see it um he's not quite he he's not uh this is still a very teenage uh, work through of these feelings, though. Um, and we are immediately brought back to this reality when, instead of just turning to Jane and apologizing, he asks Roxy if she can if she can apologize for. Oh him. my god, it's it's too real. <laughs> this gave me the worst flashbacks to being in high school I have ever had. Right. 
I, it's so bad. Back back in ye old Skype days when you make one of your friends mad and you have to relay through another friend because you're too scared. Man. You need to form like a group chat so that every so that uh not to, like the group chats that aren't for shit talking but are for like, oh fuck, what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> it's Oh god. Uh I <laughs> You can, you can, this is, this is some of the most authentically teenager, uh, we've got with the noble so far, yeah, I think. Yeah. It, <laughs> it is just, like, pure, like, feel bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, Roxy, Roxy agrees, even though she knows it's stupid. Um, but, uh, yeah, ugh, ugh, come on, come on. Um, but, but where are we? Uh, 98. Uh, Dirk and Jane continue their conversation. Um, Dirk apologizes, uh, for handling the Jake stuff so weirdly with Jane, which is another, we're just getting leaps and bounds in character development here. Um, Dirk actually acknowledging, uh, that he probably should have just talked to Jane about this a long time ago, and that the way that he processed it... He says the way he processed it was that, um, he felt like the... that it was it was fine to be a competition because it was unfair to him, because he was, you know, a guy, and Jake was ostensibly straight. Yeah. Um, and he realizes that was a pretty unhealthy way to look at things, and that he really just should have talked to Jane a while ago. Um... He is, he's really, he feels really bad about the way he's manipulative and, you know, all his neuroses and how those affected the way that he treated Jake, um, and ended up scaring him off. Um, but he seems not to want to really divulge too much, too many of these feelings to Jane. Uh, Jane also kind of feels weird about the whole situation, um, and how it jeopardized their friendship. Uh, and they kind of end on, end this one agreeing, like, you know, we probably should have talked about it earlier, uh, we probably could have gotten a more realistic perspective on the situation, and realized that, uh, we, we both may have overrated the allure of Jake English, which is, mwah, I love it. Good progress going here, it's, it's real good. <laughs> um, yeah, I like, I like Dirk being open, um. Same. I think Dirk is already a pretty great character, and, and it, you love to see it. Um, also, like, Jane, like, not being an asshole. Yeah, we haven't really had asshole Jane in a while, I don't think. Um, but it's, 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 it's just nice to see all of them being open, I guess. Yeah. Uh, especially, uh... Jane and Dirk, because they tend to, I think, put on more of a... They're, they're less genuine with people. Like, they're more... Like, they're, they're harsher, I guess. Yeah. It's more of a shell. Um, meanwhile, or after this, uh, immediately in sequence to this, uh, Roxy uh, pesters Jane, uh, trying to get in contact. Because um, she has a message to relay from, from Jake. Um, Jane, understandably... Uh, does not want to do this whole middleman thing. Uh, one of the one of the most mature things ever. Uh, from uh from one of these teenagers. Uh, mad respects to Jane for being like, no, I just want to talk about it. Once we're all up to it, I don't want to do this bullshit. Um. Roxy uh starts to, kind R Roxy starts to uh. On the on the hook of um Jane saying like you know once we've all died and we're gone gone too we can talk about this uh Roxy starts to kind of uh get sad and she wants to uh, hold a funeral for Fafetta who uh, in case any of us forgot tragically exploded last reading poor Fafetta poor Fafetta she really doesn't deserve this uh but Roxy feels really sad about Fafetta and sees a pattern of, like, her accidentally killing her cats, which is terrible. Um. Jake, uh, starts bugging Roxy again. 
Um, and, uh, <laughs> the hits keep on coming with this guy. Jake also wants Roxy to relay another apology to Dirt. <laughs> um, come on, man. This guy's come great. On, Love him. Uh, 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 it's so hard to not like Jake. Um, unfortunately for this proposition, uh, Roxy is also not talking to Dirk. Uh, she does not, she, she is, uh, because of reasons. Um, so, uh, brain genius Jake <laughs> says, well, in that case, you can do it through Jane. Um, Roxy only accepts this proposition because it is incredibly stupid. Um, and she thinks it's funny that Jake would unironically suggest this. Uh, Roxy goes and relays this to Jane. Um... And says, uh, she, she can't bring herself to talk to Dirk herself. So, hey, Jane, can you do it? Um, which, to which Jane is like, hey, what's your problem with Dirk? What's going on there? We got all kinds of drama up in here. Um, Roxy starts to talk about her own feelings and why she doesn't, why she feels like she's let Dirk down. And... The main reason for it uh, is that she feels just really ashamed of falling off the wagon and getting drunk again. Um, she feels like it made her... She feels like it's an indication of weakness. She feels like uh, how fast she was to go back to alcohol when in trickster mode is evidence that she never really defeated her addiction. Yeah. Um, and it's evidence that she's weak and she doesn't like being weak in front of Dirk because she feels like she let him down. Um, meanwhile, uh, this is where things start happening in the panels. Um, Jack on the Prospect Prison receives a, a pumpkin full of cow and uh, many other objects. Dear God. <laughs> Let's play a game. Let's play a game. I, I like the detail that he's also surrounded by like parking citations. Like they've just been sending all the paperwork to him to do in jail. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Roxy professes uh, how she feels. Um, I like this a lot. Same. Um, it Roxy feels like such a like real character. Yeah. Um, I don't know how else to say it. Uh she's really good. Yeah, I I, I get it. It's why she's one of my favorites. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like it's, I, I feel like this reading is really, like, a, uh, I, I would point to this so far and be like, I think that it is a really damn shame if you stop reading Homestuck because the Alpha Kids, because this is, like, good shit. Yeah, oh yeah, right here. yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Um, meanwhile, uh... Let's see, what page are we on? Ah, 5806. Uh, Jake starts to harangue Roxy uh, because nobody else is talking to him and he's getting anxious. And it's so, it's so fucking annoying. <laughs> um, but also, I, f I feel bad for him. But also, I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, he's just like, Roxy, do you hate me? All my friends hate me. Please talk to me. I, I, I just want one of my friends not to hate me. This guy. This guy. <laughs> it's, it's so bad. He's such a fucking teenager. Um, Roxy's like, Jesus fucking Christ, Jake. No, I don't hate you. Um, I just I just have a lot on my plate right now. Um, she, uh... She, Jake, uh, she, Roxy does not want to talk about her substance abuse problems with multiple people. Uh, she cannot handle that. But out of, uh, I don't know if she feels bad, um, or what, she, she feels like the right thing to do would be to, you know, talk about something with Jake. Um, so she starts going into, uh, how she felt, how she feels about, uh, how aggressive she was with Dirk and, uh, the, the kiss that they shared while they were all off their asses. Um, this is this is also the part where it starts to get really difficult to focus on the text because a lot of shit is happening in the panels. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Caliborn appears to be hypnotizing Jack uh, through through cows, um, and it's a little bit disturbing. Uh, let's see. Okay, uh, Roxy uh, is like, man, it felt like shit to to force myself on Dirk like that, but also like, man, I enjoyed it, and that sucks, and I hate it. Um, she starts talking about how aggressive she's been with Dirk in the past, and how upset she fe- upset upset she is that uh she felt like her like sexual aggression with Dirk uh when when they were like on the basis of like you know they're the only two humans left she felt like she could make advances on him and now she realizes that was kind of fucked up and a bad thing to do yeah um and now she feels like the 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 recent happenings have just really dredged that up and put her back into a chapter of her life that she's really not proud of between between that and the alcohol it's got to kind of suck to be roxy right now and feel like you were out of the woods um uh, dear sweet jake is like man you really love him you really love him don't you and uh roxy's like yeah yeah it's like man that's sad but also the the there's a line here that I really like, which is uh love is a brutal shit ninja with turds for nunchucks. <laughs> Be grateful that stank ass motherfucker is flipping out nowhere near you. <laughs> so true. <laughs> Thank you, Roxy. Um let's see. Jack uh can goes on to mutilate himself on the prospect jail while while this conversation continues. Um uh, Jake and Roxy wonder, uh, hey, where'd that ring go? Uh, that, where'd the magic ring go that Roxy had that was probably really important? Um, I don't know. It, it, it fell off somewhere while we were all flipping out. Uh, Roxy kind of talks about her emotional investment in the ring um, and how she feels like it represents like her unsuccess in love life, in her love life. Man. Just like, damn. A little bit melodramatic. A little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> it's like I, this. I like this. I get the symbolism, but it's it's funny that the symbolism is being like explained literally by the teenager who was really sad <laughs> that she can't get any action. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, where'd that ring go? Anyway. So, we go on. Uh, Jane checks in on Roxy as it becomes increasingly difficult to focus on the text. Um, the <laughs> Jane asks if, if, if everything's okay. Uh, Roxy uh, is like, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm doing fine. Just talking to Jake. Um, and uh, Roxy goes on to explain also uh, why she started drinking and why she stopped drinking. So we're just getting we're getting a big Roxy fest here today. Let's go. Um, yeah, it's, this is pretty good. This is pretty good. Um, she says it started the the whole alcohol habit started as a way to be closer to her to feel closer to her mom because that was the only thing that she really had to connect herself to her. Um, was doing things that she did. So like the wizard fic, the booze kind of it yeah um and like the only real thing she had to look forward to living in the future was uh the eventual possibility of bringing her back with suburb um and then when she got into the game uh and they turned out the fafeta sprite was a thing she was just absolutely heartbroken she fell deeper into into alcoholism um but fafeta was there Assured her that she would meet mom, even if the sprite opportunity was, was even the sprite when it was closed. Um, and this talking to Vefetta convinced Roxy that she needs to clean up her act if she ever is to actually, you know, meet mom. Um, and she just, uh, decided to stop being an alcoholic, which is awesome. Um, meanwhile, uh, Prospect explodes. Great stuff. Great stuff. Yeah. 
this this may be this like it, it never really occurred to me before um like this conversation but like the first sprite we get is like nana sprite um and then like we we just don't get anything like that again and that's kind of tragic in a in a in a series where everybody has some kind of unresolved parental issue yeah yeah um it's it it it, it is it is tragic it feels feels bad um besides i guess the the trolls uh but we never really got to see any of the like family dynamics going on there yeah so yeah so it, 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 I understand why, like, you know, it, it makes complete sense that that wouldn't really be a thing in a, in a story about coming of age in kind of a fucked up environment. Um, but also like, I never really realized like the tragedy of all of these characters that that was a window that was, that happened, that that was a window that was open exactly one time. Man. Um, let's see. Uh, meanwhile... Um, we, we seem to have some kind of Jack English on our hands. Uh, I don't know, I don't know what's going on here, uh, but Jack's not looking too hot. He's got fancy new eyeballs and a funny, funny leg. Whoa! Yeah, and a, and a crowbar. And And a gold tooth. Pimped out. He's like, he's fucking... He's out here dripping. Um. Uh, Jane and Dirk uh, mid are uh, during this event. Uh, Jane is like, "Whoa, Prospit is shaking," and Dirk's like, "Eh, don't worry about it." <laughs> um. Uh, as as Jane and Dirk continue talking, uh, Dirk asks if Roxy is pissed off at him or like why she's not talking to him. Um. And Jane says, well, you know, she feels like you're disappointed. And Dirk is like, why would I be disappointed in her? Um, and then Dirk kind of pours his heart out here a little bit. Um, I was, I was taken aback by this a little bit. Uh, but it's very good. Um, Dirk talks about how, uh, he can't really be too disappointed in her because, you know, everyone was going crazy. Um, and he goes on to profess an immense pride in and respect for Roxy. Uh, which it is, it, it, it's something. Yeah. Um, he's like, yeah, like Roxy is the only one of us who has managed to just take her problem that she had and just like solve it. Um, and that's awesome. And it's like, when you put it like that, yeah, it's pretty fucking crazy. Um, he talks about how uh, the whole session, uh, when when they started um, months ago, uh, he had this whole idea in his head about leadership and how, you know, Jane is supposed to be the leader, but the one to be pulling the strings would be him, and how since then this whole thing has just fallen apart, and he feels like if anybody deserves to be a leader at this point, it's probably Roxy, because she's the one who's doing all the fucking work to keep their group together on speaking terms um and he just has he he's he's has a lot of respect for her on these grounds um he says she's probably stronger than the three of us put together which i think is like a really powerful thing to say coming from Dirk. yeah i like it a lot uh meanwhile the the condessa's ship uh is I guess arrive it it's it wouldn't really be arriving at Durs because she's already there, but like she's she's very much in 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 the panels. Yeah, she's here. Um, she's here. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Dirk goes on. Um, Dirk actually kind of flips it around. Uh, what Roxy was saying earlier about how she feels bad about um being so aggressive with him concerning his orientation and Dirk says that if anything her advances made him feel bad because he felt like uh Roxy deserved somebody who could give her a family like she wanted 
and he just didn't feel capable of that, and he felt like he had to stay true to himself. Um, and he talks about how, like, there were days where he felt like, you know, maybe, like, fuck it, like, why not? Like, might as well. Um, she deserves it. It's like, damn. Man. That's, that's fucking shit, dude. Um, and we are reminded that Dirk is also a teenage boy who was bad at feelings because he also asks Jane to say something, to, to, to talk to Roxy for him. <laughs> these kids, these kids. <laughs> they're doing, they're doing so well. And then they're like, Hey, can you tell, J- can you tell Roxy that I, that I said, sorry, <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, th- th- I-, I feel like this, this whole conversation is a huge win, uh, for, we're, we're pretty much at the end here of, um, uh, of the drama segment. So I gotta say, this is just a fucking huge win for, uh, alpha kid likers everywhere yeah yeah i I think this part is like one of one of one of the really really good parts of the comic because like i I, man i i flashback to to beginning of act six i i i too fell into the the bad habit of complaining about these kids uh Mm -hmm. but i feel like they get too much hate and i I, I think they're really well done up up to this point, and it 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 feels bad that like so many people like dropped off and like stopped and didn't get to this point, and they have it in their head that like Alpha Kids bad, Alpha Kids have nothing but issues that they just complain about all the time, but it's like they they resolve it for the most part. They 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 make progress. They they do good. It's all right there. Yeah, I I like the character development. Yeah, this. This this conversation is also like really sad too because like they because like when you compare them to like the the beta kids like with with the alphas it's like they have all these problems that would have been solved if they just like talked to each other rather than talking at each other it's like just open mm. up a little just a little all these problems could have been solved way sooner yeah and, and I kind of like that contrast right because like. Being, sh- like, uh, the way that their situation compares to the beta kids, like, the beta kids are all a bit younger, like, you know, they're, 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 they're they were kids when they started more so. Yeah. And they were, they had a very, like, active and adventurous quest to tackle. And so, like, it, it makes sense that a lot of their uh growing pains would be kind of put to the side, even, even though... Like, the first half of the comic is about, like, them growing from, like, kids to teenagers. Yeah. And, you know, there's the whole quest that, uh, that represents that. Like, I like the contrast a lot of the alpha kids who are, who are already teenagers, who have been alive on Earth long enough to have grown into, uh some semblance of normal earth teenager bullshit and then they're shoved into a boring world with no quest yeah and it and that kind of just leads to more stagnation yeah um yeah i I think it's very cool um i think that it's like i like the way that i i really like the way that roxy has kind of played a like the symbolism was like played a part of Roxy. Jesus Christ. Whoa. People keep fucking driving around this block on motorcycles. I feel like it's all picking up. Um where was I? Uh Roxy and like the whole void thing. Yeah. I I am appreciating the whole Roxy symbolism a lot more. Uh considering like the whole the whole session and what it represents. Yeah. Cause like the fucking like Roxy, like 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 let's like Dirk said, like Roxy like actively managed to, uh, stop her bad habit and like make her like better herself on her own time, while basically the other three have kind of just been stagnating with their own problems that they had when they entered. Right. Um, and the whole like 
Roxy being the Void hero and having this connection to the Void, uh, and the like, that that sitting next to her being the 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 only Alpha Kid who is like making progress on her journey in the Void session, I think is it's a cool, cool gameplay narrative connection. Yeah, I'm a big fan of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But man, thank goodness they made this progress. I, I, yeah, I'm... <laughs> after after everything it took to get them to this point with the with the trickster bit, man, even if it is the 11th hour and they're literally on their deathbeds, man, at least they finally talked to each other. Well, at least talk, <laughs> talked about their issues. Sort things out. Talked about each other with, with each other. Yeah. Um, anyway... Uh, Jack and the Condes blow up the moons. Man. And they explode, and they all die, and then they all come back as god tears. Um, and it's epic. It is epic. The, the, this, the second half of this reading, it really should have, it, it just, it should be a flash. I feel that. Like, it, 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 it. When I was reading this, um, I was just, I was, like, struck in the middle of it, like, in literally any part of the comic that came before this, this would have been a flash. Um, everything from, uh, Jack and Kandes to blowing up the moons to the end of the reading would have just been a flash. Yeah. Um, because it all happens pretty quick, there's not really much dialogue, um, and boy oh boy does a lot happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, our new god tiers emerge uh, from the uh, not even ruins it, among the rubble that is floating in space left of Prospect and Dursa's moons, um, uh, and they are and they are greeted staring down uh, Jack and the Condes. Um, Jack's looking pretty scary. Uh, <laughs> Jake and Jane are freaked the fuck out. Um. <laughs> We get we get a cut in of the the little window that Jake was playing with on his planet, and we see a little crack uh, break open in it. Um, and as Jack lunges at uh, Jake and Jane, uh, Jade of all people appears. Oh my god! It's us. happening! It's happening! She's here. We have far too many J names in one place. True. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jade zaps. Uh, Jade zaps Jack out to outside the session, out in the uh, uh the furthest ring. I think. Yeah. Um, uh, he's out of here. Um, th- there is a there is a short, uh, awkward but wholesome, uh, first meeting between uh Jade and. Jane and Jake, um, it is, it is, but it is unfortunately cut short just as Jade, uh, asks Jake where his pants are, <laughs> um, because his god tier outfit does not have any, which is really funny. Um, but, uh, as, as Jade questions Jake about his state of undress, uh, the Condes springs her trap, which is, uh, mind-controlling the dog part of Jade and uh, making her go evil and fucked up. Man. Uh, this is bad. It's all falling apart. This, stri- this strikes me as not good. <laughs> um, Jade uh, uses her space powers to teleport the TR top from all the way from, uh, from Jane's planet onto her head. And Jane is also immediately taken over by the Condessa's mind control. Oh, it's all falling apart. This is this is not great. Uh, Jake is just freaking out. Um, uh, so, okay. Uh, meanwhile, it, on Durst, or near Durst, uh, Dirk lunges at the Condess. Jade teleports in to uh, shield her from from Dirk, uh, teleports Dirk out to the other side of the furthest ring, 
Um, Jane starts beating the shit out of shit out of Jake. Uh, and the two. The, the 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 two mind controlled god tiers drag Roxy and Jake back to the Cadets, um, and uh, that that is where the act ends. Man, this strikes me as bad. Yes, this is bad. <laughs> this is this is not good. <laughs> These are not good things to be happening. <laughs> Man, what the fuck is what the fuck is gonna happen next? How will our heroes make it out of this one? Isn't Jade like the like the the like the, the apex of the 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 Homestuck power level tier list? Yeah, yeah. Like she's up there. It strikes me as bad. <laughs> um, man, that this is crazy. Um. Uh, it's it's funny because like, you know, I'm glad that we got all of that character development like not out not out of the way, but like I'm glad that we got all that before this happened. Um, but this feels a little bit like the wet dream of anybody who complains about things not happening in Act Six. Yeah, I I, I was gonna I was gonna say it 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 feels kind of weird because like. We just had the trickster part where Hussey was like, you know, it can't be action all the time. These kids have to, these kids have to sort out their problems, you know? And then, like, the very next part, they, they make huge progress on sorting out their problems in a very short amount of time. And then the action immediately cranks back up. It, it is, it is very funny the way it is juxtaposed with the trickster part. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue. Nah, nah. That, that 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 was that was it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Jesus Christ. Um. Yeah. I, I don't know what to say. Um. I feel like somebody looking at a fifty nine twenty four makes me think that like you could make like a gorillas meme out of this, like the Demon Days cover. <laughs> um. Yeah. I don't know. I the. <laughs> It almost feels like, um, like, what's the word? It feels, like, stupid to speculate, like, you know, how will our heroes get out of this one? Um, just because we had such a, a, a heavy time in the past couple readings of just, you know, drama happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I forgot that this comic has a plot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh. I I am looking forward to uh to the 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 return of the beta kids I guess or the the, the convergence of these two worlds. Yes. I'm going to guess that the next intermission is going to just be like um the fucking all the beta characters like, you know, getting there and being like shit, nobody's around. We'll, um, we'll see. I guess Dirk is out there. Yeah, we'll see. I guess Dirk is out there, so I, I assume Dirk will be in it. I assume Dirk is not just, like, you know, gone. Thankfully. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> we will. We will. Uh, I I just want to say, like, you, you're very right in the fact that it feels like this short of en- this, this sort of pfft, this should have ended with a flash. Uh, but I feel like it, it, it kind of fits with the alphas and like their whole their whole thing and theming cuz like when you look at the betas every single one of them when they god tiered it was a flash mm-hmm. uh but not the alphas that's not them they don't get the flash they it's not their thing <laughs> mhm <laughs> yeah i guess we didn't really like i guess another thing that's cool is like the this is like a really fitting time for all of them to go god tier. Like it's it's almost like a really kind of easy connection to miss, I guess. Where like, cause all this shit just happened, but you know, god tearing being you know a big part of your personal growth in the whole game teenagehood metaphor. It makes sense that it would happen here. Yeah. Um. 
but also uh i guess if anything we we know now that like god tearing is not the end is it, you're not done you got a lot of work left to do and the boy oh boy does there seem to be a lot of work left to do here. oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> i feel really bad for jake because like he didn't get to properly apologize <laughs> and now james is being the shit out of him and she's evil jake can't get a break like, yeah poor guy like you know at least uh fucking dirk is just out there at least just out there somewhere not only has jane turned evil and started beating the shit out of him before he could actually give her a proper apology but his grandma has shown up and now she's also evil (laughs) give this fucking kid a break jesus christ it's like he's getting comeuppance for like five months of being shitty to jane (laughs) Good lord. Um, do you have any? You, you, do you have any closing thoughts on this that you didn't already say? I feel like you've been quiet. Um, for a lot of this, I, I enjoyed this reading a lot. Like I said, it's 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 uh, it's up there in like moments in the comic that I think of of like really 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 good parts. Um, mm-hmm. it's it, it it is nice watching these characters open up and and t- talk about things that we don't exactly get like their own personal views on on their own personal issues so it's 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 pleasant it's nice uh even though there's some heavy topics going on uh but yeah i i enjoy this reading i wish there was more of it i want (laughs) i want more teenage drama talk in in homestuck i think there should be more (laughs) axe <laughs> I think that the first half of the comic should also have been this. Yes. Yes. Not entirely ironic. Yeah. It, yeah. This 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 is pretty good. This is pretty good. Um. Uh, I, I feel like we've once again like clocked in like under under quota for time. Uh, like how how do we stretch this one? Um. Hmm. Hmm. Seen any good movies lately? Uh, no. Man. <laughs> Me either. Damn. Damn. You, you, you play any good video games lately? Uh, did I talk about Resident Evil 8? No, I didn't. You did it. Like two weeks since we... You did it. No. I should have talked about this at the front of the episode. Holy shit. Yeah, no, Resident Evil 8 fucking kicked ass. Um, I feel... I don't. I don't like padding. Actually, I, I decided I don't like padding these episodes. Um, it feels weird. It feels wrong. <laughs> I don't think we should stretch it for for our, our listeners. Um, so yeah, I, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna steer us back on uh, back on track. I'm gonna conclude like, yeah, loved it. Uh, I love honest Roxy. I love honest Dirk. Um, I love it when I love Jake realizing that maybe he's been kind of a kind of a shithead. Um. But also, I feel terrible for him, uh, and I, I I like Honest Jane too. Um, Jane has grown on me like a barnacle. Let's I go. Think. It, it is funny to to think about like how harsh we were on on Jane, or like you know how Jane, how much progress Jane has made. Because like, it's I guess that when when a character like Roxy or Dirk is like you know we've liked them from the start and we've only liked them more, it's easy to talk about that. But like when when you have, like, a Jane who's, like, she really did not make a good case for herself at the start, um, but has become, like, a much more likable character. Yeah. I, I don't think we gave enough credit to her, um, and I gotta give a lot of credit to her, because she's convinced me that she's good, actually. So shout out to, shout out to Jane Crocker. Uh, she's... She's doing all right. Well, right now she's not, but she was doing pretty well. We'll have to see where this one goes for our heroes. Um. Okay. I feel like that was a good. I feel like that was a good uh, stopping point. So I'm gonna ask you, John. What is our page range next week? Our page range for next week, which should be like a legitimate long one, because when I when I when I did the page range for this one, I. When when I plotted it out, I forgot that like the double pages on each page actually account for two pages. Mm-hmm. So it 
it ended up being like shorter than I thought it would be when I did the, did it by the actual numbers. Uh, but, I mean, you kind of had to stop where it stopped. Yeah, yeah. But to be fair, I like I like cut up the page ranges like like a month month or two ago. Mm-hmm. So I I, I could have like tweaked it a bit. We could we technically could have done the trickster episode and this episode as one episode. That would be a fucking heifer of an episode. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Uh but but next week, uh we 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 are crossing a page milestone. Uh oh, no. we are gonna be reading pages fifty nine twenty seven to sixty fifteen. Wow, that that's that that's that's a number that starts with six. That is. Frightening. Wow. Wow, this is scary. I don't like this. We're too deep in. We even talk about how hot the Condess is. <laughs> that's 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 what we forgot to talk about. Let's talk about that. Let's let's talk um, about that right now. I don't have a lot to say. Alex, can you put in the cartoon awuga sound? And then we can be done with that. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. Um do, do we do we want to take it to the close of this juncture? Yeah, we can take it to the close now. <laughs> All right, all right. Uh, sounds good to me. Well, listeners, you've been listening to a Homestuck podcast. I am Aiden, and I'm John. Uh, John, we'd like to thank our patrons. Yes, shout out Big Five, Simon Martins, Corin, Aubrey W, Ina E, and Darsh. Thank you for money. Big shout out. Yeah, thank you for money. Uh, Patreon shill. Uh, remember that uh, you can get the you, you can listen to our episodes early. Uh, we usually release them at the front of each weekend, so around. Friday or Saturday uh, for our patrons and then Monday for non-patrons. So if you want to listen to us over the weekend, uh, you can just give us a little bit of money a month and uh, you can you can do that. Uh, if you want access to our uh, bonus episodes that we do on things that are not Homestuck, uh, you can get them a month in advance uh, if you give us, I think, uh, a little bit more money on Patreon. Um, we recently, uh, just a couple days ago, we recorded an episode on Promare, the... Uh, critically acclaimed gay firefighter anime film by Studio Trigger, uh, which we both loved a lot. So if you want to hear our thoughts on that, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash ahpcast and give us your money. <laughs> um, that aside, uh, shout out to all of our listeners uh, who don't give us money. Uh, you guys are awesome and heckin' valid, too. Uh, man, you. Uh, man. You... <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me. Uh, speaking of all listeners, I meant to bring this up in the last weekly episode um but uh apple apple podcasts uh recently overhauled their 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 like analytics system it was very confusing beforehand but they introduced like a paid subscription thing for podcasts uh so Mm -hmm. so they had like an obligation to update the ui or something um turns out all the all the joking about like having no listeners on apple podcasts we did like I think it was like 10 or 20 episodes ago. Uh, kind of feel bad about that now because turns out we had a multitude of listeners on Apple Podcasts. Oh my God. Um, uh, I, I, I went on there when they updated the thing and I discovered over 2,000 listens that were unaccounted for. In Oh my God. <laughs> so um, if you if you are a Apple Podcast listener, thank you for listening. I, I'm sorry if you felt bad and unseen earlier in, in in the podcast if you've been listening for like a good few months now uh you are seen now i see you i see your numbers thank you for listening i'm also i am also sorry to all the apple podcast listeners who might have uh felt special for being the only apple podcast <laughs> listener um so apologies uh to anybody on both fronts um but uh yeah big shout out to our apple podcast <laughs> listeners love you guys thank you for the uh large sum of unaccounted for previously unaccounted for views um but yeah uh love you guys um shout out to alex our artist and editor uh enables us to do all the silly silly things we do uh love that guy um huge shout outs to him um and uh unless i'm forgetting anything um we will see you again next week as we get into Act 6, Intermission 5, with pages 5927 to 6015, the big 6-0. Let's go! Let's go. See you. See you.